Boy Telegram, of course. And this is uh, the Crisis Corner. And you know, generally, I come on here. Last time I came on here, we did the, the I believe, the Spiritual Cup of Joe, which turned out to be a great success in my eyes. We had a lot of listeners. Some people came on. My girl, Felicia, shout out to you for coming up. But right now, I'm in a process. I'm in the city of Camden, New Jersey, where... I was born and raised in, I'm out here taking care of some business, but at the same time, what we don't know about Camden is it's one of the poorest cities in New Jersey, lots and lots of the same thing you see in every hood, drugs, you know, gangs, all that stuff, right? But what people don't know is that the people you see here, a lot of people look down upon, but don't know their story. They don't know where they came from. They don't know how they got to where, they, where they're currently at. They don't know their, their urges or their or, or, or what it is, you know, they're really chasing in life or what it is they're running from in life. But we're quick to judge. But long story short, as I'm down here, I ran into someone um, who, uh, and I'm going to be honest with you, if you don't mind, that, uh, you know, he asked me for, you know, some change or whatever. And, and, and I don't mind giving it to the brother, but at the same time, he sounds like someone who I feel as though God can reach, but the intelligence he has. He may not feel like he has it and he may not look like he has it, but in reality he does. And I believe he has a clean spirit with a true heart. And he allowed me to do this interview with him. And one of the questions I asked him, what's your name, my man? My name is Brian. All right, Brian. Okay, Brian. And Brian right now is, is, is in the process. He has challenges in his life where he's struggling with drug use. Let's, let's just call it what it is. Now, as a recovering addict myself, I understand what it's like. I know what it feels like to be in the process of of, of handling and trying to get that next one and trying and just trying to stay above water just for the day, man. Like that's a full time job in itself. But um, as I start with Brian here and um, I'm, I'm talking to him and I asked him a question. And I asked him, "What's stopping him from not using drugs?" And what did you say, Brian? Only thing stopping me from not using drugs, it's all a mental thing, man. At the end of the day, it's all a mental thing. As soon as you get past the mental part, the physical part is actually easy because, you know, your mentality controls your body. And right now, I'm on a mental stage, which is why the drugs are controlling me right now, you know. Gotcha. But I do have the faith in God, you know, to where I can change that, absolutely. All right, so you do have faith in God, but at this point right now, you're just at a challenging point in your life, correct? Oh, absolutely. All right, all right now, when I ask them, why or what's keeping him from not using drugs any longer? He gave you the answer that he gave me, but also he said he, he, it's because he like it. And like I say, as a recovering addict myself, I know it's a lot deeper than that. He may not admit it right now, but I know what we do when we're using, we're actually running from something, something in our life that we may not even remember we're running from, but we're running from it and we need to suppress it. And sometimes the only way we can do it a lot of us get hooked up in the streets where there's a lot of drugs and alcohol at. Right? Am I right, Brian? Absolutely, bro. Okay. Absolutely. Where exactly are you from, Brian, uh, in Camden? Yeah, I'm from Camden, New Jersey. I live a majority of my life in White Boy Fairville. Okay. I mean, I just recently moved out here in South Camden, downtown area, because right. I'll be honest with you, bro, a lot of drugs are a lot closer. You know, growing up in Fairview, it's like, I do sell pills, sell weed. I mean, we all cool, but you come right. down to this area, it's like, completely different mentality. These people were still from their own friends while they're sleeping, bro. It's like completely different mentality of how I grew up, you know? And I had to get used to the mentality. I'll be honest, I even stooped that loaded girl. I'm still not from people where they go. I'll be honest, I'll show you a bus pass that I stole from a white woman while she was sleeping on a bench, you know what I'm saying? So, 
So the bus pass. Bus ticket. It was a bus ticket. What y'all don't know is a bus ticket lets you get on the bus and take you where you need to go. I didn't even plan to use it for the bus, but I plan to use it to sell it so I can get close to a blast, Now that's just the now now that shows you the effects and of of drugs. When you're willing to literally and I'm not downplaying this brother by all means. I'm just trying to show you what the effects of drugs is and what it do. And like he said, he literally took a bus ticket, a dollar fifty bus ticket from someone else to sell just so he can get what he wants next, which is to get high. All right. Now, we may not think it's, it's a big deal, but for someone who's in that process, that's a huge deal for them. Because when you don't have a job, you don't have a home, you don't have no income whatsoever, you do whatever is necessary to get what you have to get. Now, when I was using that, I hurt people that I didn't want to hurt volume because that's what I needed to do to get what I wanted. Am I correct? Absolutely, bro. So, the process of of, of trying to get high in itself can be a full-time job and it causes you to do things you really don't want to do, but you have to do. Because that's what the drugs are telling you to do. Now, Brian, you don't mind telling me, when when did you actually start the use drugs? Do you remember when you first picked up drugs? Well, I'll be honest with you, I started smoking weed since I was 14. But, you know, that never really got in the way. Because uh-huh. ever since I was young, my mom always spoiled me. All the way till I was 18. And I was 18, you know, I was always working. I always had two jobs. I always had cars. I always had everything. My life kind of changed around when I turned 24, 25, when I tried my first purpose set. Uh, I tried my first purpose set. Then it led to the the press pills, the fentanyl purchase sets. The fentanyl purchase sets led to the heroin. And then from there, I was doing heroin for two years. Sent wow. for two years, 10 bags a day. And oh, wow. I was able to kick getting on some boxing program, and I was also able to hide it, you know? Oh, okay. I kicked that, and I hit that, so... But now it's cocaine. It's a different thing for me right now. You know, okay. I like cook coke right now. You know, and I plan on getting, right. I plan on getting past this actually. Oh, okay. So pretty much after you started off with the, the marijuana, you got into the opiates. That's what really jumped the whole thing off. Yeah. Now we all know what the opiate uh, process was for this whole country and how it destroyed a lot of lives, it killed a lot of innocent people, and because people were actually lacing the 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 the. the the, the pills and the heroin with the fentanyl, which a grain, one s- simple grain of fentanyl can kill a person. So when you don't know what you're doing and you're giving people something that you have no clue what you're giving them, that's what happens. People die. But just like Brian and just like everyone else, it's, it's all, for some reason, I don't know, some of us can smoke marijuana and it'd be fine and that'd be good. That whole life, they straight. But then some people will actually become a gateway to other things, which what happened to me, which what happened to Brian. You started off with marijuana and then you moved forward to certain other things. Now you say, now did you graduate high school? I'm not sure I didn't graduate high school. Okay. I did get my GED. But you did get a high school diploma. Mm-hmm. I did yeah, get okay. my GED. All right. And I always been working. I mean, it's been... the first time I've actually been unemployed with too much drink, you know what I'm saying? And it's, it's only because um, I can't spend that time going to work when I can, you know, Spend that time getting pennies to get my next blast. I understand that a check might be bigger than all of them, but for some reason, drugs mess my mind up so much where I, I can't just focus on a job. I just wow. I just focus on getting my next blast. You know, I'll wow. be, I, I mean, it's been two months since I had a shower since wow. I've been with a woman. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
It's stressful when it's sold, so you get the blast, and it's like, you get the blast, it's like, all that doesn't for that matter moment, at all. It's like, for that yeah. moment, life is okay. Yeah, okay, life is great, bro. No, <laughs> you accept anything, bro. Right, I got you. I, I, and I understand totally, and I appreciate your honesty, for real, for real, I really do. Because it's, it's now, come on, y'all, for someone to actually admit the effects of what drugs is doing to them, and that, that bluntly, it takes courage. That's not an easy thing to do. And he admitted to the fact that because of drugs, he he, he didn't pretty his hygiene wasn't being taken care of like it should be. You know, but what Brian also saying, I noticed when we were talking before, you say that you had a taste of success. You had cars, you had a job. So you know what it's like to, to be somewhat successful. And the most thing that hurts the most is I know it can change, but one thing that made me proud the other day was I almost accept this life more than I accept that life. Wow. That's what really made me cry because it messed my mind up so much where I accept this life more than I want to accept my own life. Bro. So you was willing to accept panhandling for drugs and getting high more than you would accept a street life with a job and cars in the mall. It really hurts to say, bro, but yes, I do. Really, at this point, I really do, bro. That's, that's where you at. And that's probably why when I asked you what's stopping you from not using anymore, you gave me a simple answer because you like it. And, and, and that comes with the idea, like you said, you're willing to accept this more than you're willing to accept the other uh, life. Now, to me, I would say I'm not a therapist or nothing. Let's get that correct. But my belief, I would think that some things in that on that other side can happen uh, traumatically. Like it can be a trauma experience that can literally, even though it's a better side, keep you from going back there because the experience for some reason it seemed like it hurt more than it would panhandling. If you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, my mic kind of on the right track here. Yeah, yeah, there's sort a few of... things that, that kind of hurt me in my life. You know? Okay. Oh. You know, a lot of females hurt me, a lot of females stole from me, you know. Now, was your dad in your life? Have you had your... My dad was in my life so I was about, you know, 14 years old. I'll admit he was in my life for a little while so right. I was about, you know, 14 years old, but after that man got a new family, you know, got remarried. Wow. I mean, it's, yeah. it's been tough for my mother since because she raised three boys. I mean, she was an EMT right here in Camden, New York, UMDMJ, right there in Poland. So when your your dad left, he literally went with another family. Yeah, he had to start a whole new family and everything. And just kind of neglected you guys. Like, did he come back around after that? Well, he, he neglected me because my older, my, my two older brothers another, got the same dad. Okay, I mean, but I got you, a dad than my he just kind of like pushed you to the side and it was like, okay, no more... Bye-bye yeah, because, you know, once a man goes with a different woman, yeah, yeah, it's all about that woman and her kids. And that wow. woman How did that make you feel, man? You don't mind me asking. How did yeah, that? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. It hurt. It hurt, right? Yeah, I know it would, because it would hurt me. My dad, I met my dad at 15, and when I found out where my dad was at, I literally was hurt because he was 10 minutes away from me all my life, and he never came to see me. And then when I was 15, I finally got a chance to meet him. But I carried a lot of resentment because I was like, he has six, seven kids over here that he's been with all their life. And here I am, 15 minutes away. And you couldn't come pick me up for my birthday. So I understand what that is. And right now, you guys, Brian is very emotional. Um, and, and I'm going to put my hand on him because I, I, I could feel the brother and I could tell that right now he's touched. And it's, and, it's, and it's making him think and feel a certain way that's very hurtful. Being reminded of our pain, you guys, ain't easy, man. And then dealing with it. The way we deal with it, like drugs, it's because we don't know no other way, man. And there's a lot of people out there lost that don't know 
where to go or where to turn and willing to accept the life that they're in because that seemed more comfortable than the other life because that other life carries so much pain, man. So much remembering the idea like Brian being neglected, being abandoned and all those things. And, and when we see people on the street and they say, hey, do you have a quarter? Guess what? We don't know their story, man. We don't. We walk by them and we just say, okay, no, we don't have it, even with a pocket full of change. Because we always prejudge everyone before we even get a chance to know them. Now, Brian has this huge experience in his life that I never knew because I only walked by the brother and he asked me to put some change. And I asked him if he mind allowing me to interview him. And he had the courage to say, yeah, which tells you right there. And I say, maybe in this process, got to do something amazing. And hopefully, if not today, somewhere down the line, and he remember this. But, okay, so, and I'm going to go past that with your, with your father and all that. So your mom, she pretty much worked single mother all your life then. And you watched. Yeah, she, did she go through, like, my mom went through a lot of men. Did your mom go through a lot of men? I only really know my mom having two boyfriends. To be honest. Okay, all right, right. I only know they're having. I mean, she yeah. was always, you know, working or watching us. That sometimes she, um, I mean, she put like men to the side. You know, yeah, she. I, I only know her for dating two guys. So, was there ever a male figure in your life, someone that you look up to, like someone who can be that model? Was there ever anyone like that in your life? I mean, I'll be honest. You know, my brothers. I mean, they tried to, they tried to help me out, but you know, my little brother. He was just like me, you know, he just wanted to be, I mean, sell drugs and hustle, you know, right. had his little side jobs. I mean, we ended up actually even doing business together. Wow. So, uh, but, you know, that kind of went flat. I mean... When you... Did that go... The business idea, did that go flat when you started messing up? Or no, no, it, it actually, yeah, it was the reason of me using was kind of like took me away from him because, yeah, you yeah. know, he couldn't trust me anything anymore, so right. he just completely cut me off. And my oldest brother, he never really got into the streets at all, you know? Right. He's a, he's a square cat. I mean, he just works, takes care of his wife and kids. And I mean, he even still sometimes help me out today with a oh, couple yeah. of those. And it's a shame because like, I was like, fine. Wow. Like, yeah, I know what you're saying. But I'm getting drugs. It's all right, my mother. It's all right, man. It's okay. Brian's being touched as he's telling the story about his brother because you can tell he has a good relationship with his brother. And just to see his brother come in and help him out in his condition means the world to him. And uh, that's why he's touched the way he is. But it's always like that in the family. When there's people who use, it might be a family where everyone is doing something different, but you always got that one that seems to know how to make it through it all, who doesn't use drugs, doesn't get caught up in crime, and does the right thing. You know, uh, so I understand that also, what that's like, uh, Brian. But I can tell he means a lot to you. Like my brother, he means a lot to me too. He passed away. Sorry, and um, and he wasn't supposed to uh, pass away, but he did. So I understand that. Um, so pretty much, it, it, let's just call it what it is. Once you got into the drugs, it just destroyed everything. Yeah, it destroyed. It destroyed my mentality to love yeah. myself. Wow, you yeah. don't want certain things in life. Because yeah, when you love yourself, you take care of yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When you love yourself, you want to take care of your hygiene and things like that. But sometimes when we use it, we don't look in the mirror for once. And so one day we look in the mirror and we like, whoa, yeah. what happened to us? Right? Yeah, exactly. You, you get what I'm saying? 
I even, I even look in the mirror, I still don't care. You still, you don't care. You just don't. I mean, it's just yeah, that I, person I just, that that person with that high is yeah. more important than anything else. They, they, that right now in your life, that high means more to you than anything. Yeah. You're not at that level where you're juggling the emotion of should I do it or should I not. You just know you're gonna do it. The, um, the only time I do juggle that emotion is when I'm, you know, sober. You know, mm-hmm. you know, once I'm high, that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. And I'm really gonna try to. I know God's gonna take me out of this, you know, and I'm gonna try hard to fight back and get more like that. I think at some point God will maybe no, we don't know why God does what he's what he do or why God allows some of the things he allows. You know, that I think some of those questions aren't meant for us to get an answer to because it messes up the idea of faith and hope. See what I'm saying? And I believe that God not only has his hand on you. But I believe he's in you. And the reason I say that is because when we use drugs, some of us, we lose our emotions completely. We can't feel anything. But you're able to feel right now to the point where you're able to have a tear come out your mouth. That means there's some life left still in you. You know, you still have a little life in you, man, that's right in there shining that... I'm praying someday don't go out because when that goes out, you won't be able to cry anymore. Your brother won't mean as much because you'll be in that state of a zombie because now you done lost all human emotions, but right now you still have that in you. I know a good brother when I see one and I know you have an in you. I know you do, man. I know God wants more out of you. Whatever it is, he needs you to do Okay, he's not going to stop until he gets what he wants. But we have a time. You know what I mean? We have a time. He don't wait forever. But at the same time, you have a mission yourself. You have a mission. You have a goal and a purpose. You got something that I don't have. You can reach people that I would never reach. See, and that's why God needs you. Part of his body. You know? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Man, I be saying the streets fuck up your high. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we say in the streets, man. This guy messing up my high with this yeah, man. Yeah. But the yeah. fact that he's able to sit and listen, I appreciate it. So I'm not going to hold him too long and keep him in this state, y'all, because I know it's not easy. But I did, I just needed to do this interview just not for my list, mainly for Brian. He just don't know it, but it was mainly for him. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I knew if I could just get his ear, you know, I can boost that flame up a little bit more. Now, I don't know what he's going to do when I cut off, but trust me, I done planted a seed somewhere in there. It's never going to go away. You know, so I appreciate Brian. Brian, I thank you, man, for your taking your time out right now and doing this interview. No problem, I thank you guys for listening and being a part of the show. And again, this is Telegram. God bless. Have a good day. This is the Crisis Corner, where Christ is the cornerstone of our life. Every day is a beautiful day. Thank you, brother. You definitely have a better